The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being. Hello folks and welcome to episode 16, Summer Challenges and Natural Medicine to the Rescue. Hi there, my name is Dr Sandy Rogers and this is The Natural Way with Sandy bringing to you folk medicine revival hints and tips and trying to revive natural medicine the way that it actually should be administered out there in the marketplace. We desperately need people to be able to work at the coalface of clinical practice using natural medicine and more importantly calling on folk medicine particularly because we've had 40,000 years of empirical information out there and there is just so much and I never want it to be lost. Something that uh, actually worked uh, 500 years or 1,000 years or 40,000 years ago is still working today and we should not get blinded by the modern era of medicine, although, as I keep saying, the modern era of medicine is absolutely fantastic. Surgical procedures that can be done, the wonderful nurses who work at the coalface of each of the wards and each of the patients, the surgeons, the doctors, uh, all the specialists, they do a fantastic job. But at the end of the day, there's still a human being that needs to be healed and nurtured and cared for as part of either the process whilst all of these wonders of medicine are going on and or at the end of the surgery or the treatments then we need to take that whole person and work with them very holistically. I spell holistically with a W because I like to see WH the whole person rather than the HOL interpretation so I just thought I'd chuck that one in for you. My books, The Natural Way uh, with Sandy, that is through Sandy Rogers' website at the store, Fruit and Vegetables as Medicine, Household Remedies and Energy Unlimited are available. Very cheap. We've kept them as low as possible to be able to get them out there into the marketplace. So if you're interested, go and have a look at the store and these books. So let's not spend any more time on promotion. Episode 16, Summer Challenges and Natural Medicine to the Rescue. This particular podcast is offered to help you, the listener, with managing your skin and probably at the most challenging time of the year, summer. So I have on offer hints and tips that take a different slant and help to guide you using common everyday products and a dash of common sense. Common sense isn't that common, is it, folks? So enjoy the journey into folk medicine as we proceed. So the first question, who are you? The skin is our protective layer and is so abused through the engagement with the very harsh environment in which we live. And some areas in Australia are more harsh than others. I do want to acknowledge our international friends who are also listening. And we're getting larger numbers of people from around the world listening to these podcasts. So every environment that we have around the world will have harsher environments than, say, others. So as summer comes around, we want to feel the warmth of the sun as we have emerged from winter been gently swept through spring and along comes the long-awaited summer. So 
We're wearing lighter clothes, shorter sleeves, and even no sleeves, revealing as much of our skin as we are legally allowed to expose. So many problems can actually manifest. The three most common conditions presented in clinic that I see from a natural medicine practitioner perspective is sunburn, dry skin, itchy and irritated skin. It's really important because our skin cancer is escalating uh, out of control. So let's take a look and a little journey into natural medicine and some common treatments for these three conditions drawing on the principles of folk medicine. Sunburned can be mild, moderate to severe. Let me repeat that. Sunburn can just be a mild burn, a moderate burn or severe. Irrespective of which category you may have, it is absolutely imperative to note that none of them are safe. Some people say to me, oh, it's only a mild burn. A burn is a burn. So therefore, none of them are safe and all cause harm in the long term. So guess what? Common sense. Prevention really is the best form of treatment. But sometimes you don't actually think about that prevention mode. You may be in a situation where the day is actually quite cool. It could be quite cloudy. But really, they get quite burnt. The exposure particularly to the UV, it is extremely harsh on our skin and will produce sunburn. Before you know it, you're burnt. Now, many people say, I just love being out in the sun. I feel so healthy when I'm tanned and not so well when I'm as white as a ghost. Well, there is nothing wrong about being exposed to the sun. In fact, it's downright healthy. It is the time of the day and how much sun you get that must be considered. Another aspect, of course, is our vitamin D. We need to have some sun exposure. But let, let us address the time of the day first and foremost. Sun up to 11am, sun up to 11am, and 2pm to sundown is a good way to think about sun exposure. So from sun up to 11am and 2pm to sundown, that is a good way to think. So how long should I be in the sun for then is the next question. With no sunscreen in order to get a good amount of vitamin D, and I repeat that, sunscreen will block the vitamin D. So with no sunscreen in order to get a good amount of vitamin D, the rule is usually argued by scientists across the globe. However, to be sensible, 30 minutes either side of the midday sun, as that is when it is at its hottest. If midday sun is preferred or the only time you can get away from the desk, then reduce the exposure to no more than five minutes. So now we're starting to get a bit rational about what we're going to be doing about this sun. So a question. So does that mean I can only go for a swim or a walk in the sun for this timeline? The answer is determined by your application of sunscreen. So let's look at the sunscreen information. Recently, there has been so much media reporting about the quality of sunscreen and the effectiveness of so many products on the market. Really, the literature is abounding with arguments and discussion. A quality SPF 30 plus or 50 plus should be considered 
and by researching respected cancer agencies, you can actually be put on the right track. It is absolutely imperative that you apply the sunscreen regularly throughout the day. Now, that's a big one. You apply it regularly. You just don't get up in the morning, put your sunscreen on and go out. It needs to be applied on a regular basis. And one thing that I have seen lately is a little ring and it's got a small amount of SP50, the SPF50, and they're in a little tube that goes on your key ring. How fantastic is that? So then you're carrying it with you with your keys. So it is imperative that you apply the sunscreen regularly throughout the day and on all the exposed areas. Don't forget your ears and the soles of your feet if exposed to the sun. People will sit in the sun with their legs out, take their socks and shoes off because it's hot. The soles of their feet are facing the sun, but they forget to put the cream on. Really be careful because I've seen so many very badly burnt feet and there is, I'm telling you, nothing worse to see someone with blistered and sunburnt soles of their feet. Application, how often? Well, it should be at least every two hours and again, go over all the exposed skin areas. Don't, don't forget about the tips of those ears, very important. One key point that people do overlook is skin exposure to the sun when they're driving. The sun can be so much stronger as it passes through the windows and screen. So make sure you use your sunscreen to legs if wearing shorts, arms, and basically we're wearing the shorts, but don't forget about the arms and the hands. A lot of people forget about the legs. The sun is streaming through. They're in a pair of shorts and the fronts of their legs can actually be exposed to very harsh sun. So there's some common sense thoughts for you. Let's look at dryness. The skin can become drier in summer due to heat and perspiration and lack of moisture on and in the body. So dehydration is a big issue. It is essential that water is sipped across the entire day. Sipping that water, you hear me say this on so many podcasts, sip water regularly across the day. In fact, you should never ever be thirsty because if you are, you're dehydrated. It takes ages to rehydrate the body. Never gulp large amounts of water in one hit as that just flushes the kidneys but won't hydrate the body. So sip water regularly across the day and the general rule of thumb is 30 mils per one kilo of body weight to a maximum of three litres. At my many, many talks that I give at conferences and club presentations around the world, it is so interesting to note how many times I'm asked, what is a good moisturiser when we're talking about dryness? Well, my first answer has not changed for the past 30 years. Number one, hydrate by sipping water regularly throughout the day and then we are getting the moisture within and then secondarily always use a vegetable based moisturizer so vegetable based sorbeline is absolutely fantastic and it does help the skin however there are a few tricks to get it to work efficiently and effectively now basically when we're looking at that we want to make sure that the vegetable based sorbeline is is actually confirmed that it's vegetable based not mixed with a petroleum based sorbeline the pharmaceutical plant company has a great product that is a vegetable based sorbeline and you can buy it by the kilo 
the the point that I would like to um, bring up now about the efficiency and effectiveness is always apply a small amount to damp areas. So make sure your skin is slightly damp, a little bit that it's moist, not wet, but just moist. Apply a small amount to a small area at a time. Apply only on moist skin. So they're the principles. Always apply a small amount to a small area at a time and apply only on moist skin. The best time is when you get out of the shower or bath and pat yourself dry and that just leaves a little moisturiser. Then apply the sorbeline to feel and see the softening the skin as as the moisturiser penetrates. Again, all over the body in areas you may miss such as ears and feet. And really remember, the small amounts are good because if you're doing large sweeping rub on, there is so many times that you can actually miss important parts. Like as an example, around the elbows, up there around about the ears too, don't forget that. And if you're bald, don't forget your head. Itching and irritated skin is the next one. There are many reasons why the skin can be itchy and irritated. Truly, you could write a book on how many. However, the number one reason is often dehydration and lack of moisture externally and internally. People forget to moisturise. Men won't moisturise. They say it's a bit of a sissy thing. Well, skin, skin, boys. So really, get right into it. We must hydrate, having our water regularly, across the day and then using the moisturiser. An old-fashioned folk remedy is actually to exfoliate the entire body using an exfoliating agent. This is all the boys, the girls, the men, the women, everybody should be exfoliating because we have dead cell layers and we want to keep those dead layers washed off. So a lovely good homemade exfoliant that I use and I just love it, and I've given this out so many times it's not funny, and truly the people who rave about it is just extraordinary. So one cup of raw sugar, half a cup of cold-pressed extra virgin coconut oil, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, the juice of one lime plus the peel grated. You can also substitute uh, lemon with the lime. Mix all together and scrub the body in shower. Now, careful, the base will now be slippery. So scrub the entire body with this uh, mix all over. Do your face as well, all around the back of your neck, everywhere. Truly, then you just wash it off with the warm water. Again, make sure that you wash the base of the shower as well. Feel the difference, folks. It is usually a wow factor. People just go, oh, my skin is fantastic. Then what you do is you pat dry and then you put your sorbeline, your vegetable-based sorbeline, massage that into your skin. I'm telling you now, you will not believe how good your skin will feel. I've seen some of the worst dry skin cases actually respond very well to this itching and irritated skin recipe. Now, one part of the body that really we need to be looking at is the eyes should be protected. The sun is wonderful and therapeutic and healing in so many ways. However, it really can be a problem, particularly for the eyes. A few common sense tips may get you through summer and experience less eye strain and eye pain. A soothing eye tonic that I really love to recommend. So let's start with this soothing eye tonic. It simply requires a juice of cucumber with the peel, one punnet of blueberries, juice it and drink. 
This juice is a powerhouse of healing for eye health. However, there are so many times that your eyes are painful from the glare and you just want to rest them. Well, get some small hand towels, run cold water and place in a Ziploc bag and put in the freezer for about 10 minutes. While that is happening, finally slice one cucumber with peel and place slices on a saucer. Now get the bags out of the freezer, lie down and place about four cucumber rings on the eyes, directly on the eyes, close them of course, and cover with a hand towel. You can feel the drawing from the eye area and settling the pain and discomfort. Repeat if the towel gets too warm as they heat up quite quickly when against the skin due to our circulation. This is a wonderful eye aid and support and really it can even get that tired drawn look reduced. Give this one a try folks if you've got sort of strained eyes or the you know the skin around the eyes has really sort of got a bit lax this is wonderful to be able to do. Um, Now sunglasses how many sunglasses do you go through each year? Well how much do you spend on sunglasses? Do you buy cheap glasses because you lose so many? Confused about which sunglasses to buy? We probably know that we need to have them. There's so many brands, it's so confusing. Well, ever look at people buying sunglasses? I cannot help myself. There's a place near where I live and they sell sunglasses. It's uh, always 45 to 50% off at this sunglasses shop. And there's a seat out the front and uh, it's a big shopping centre and I love going there while my partner goes and does shopping which does my head in and I sit and look at the customers who are basically buying sunglasses now folks 99.9% of people put them on look in the mirror to see what they look like maybe also how they feel on their face but it's the look that is important right No, wrong. UV protection that is printed on every label is the most important factor. Fashion is down the list. So let me repeat that. It's the UV protection that is printed on every label in this country, and I'm sure in other countries too, but that's the most important factor, not how they look. Sure, how they feel is going to be important and maybe for fashion too. But UV protection is and always will be the number one consideration. And very simply, 100% UV protection is the only sunglasses to buy. The only sunglasses to buy. Next, and we have basically not to fashion, although close, The bigger the sunglasses, the more protection. So make a fashion statement and go for big shape because the more that's covered, the better. Polarisation is an absolute must if you're out on the water or doing a lot of driving. So consider these activities. Cost is often confusing when it comes to sunglasses. Just because they may not be a designer brand, so long as they've got 100% UV protection, then you do not have to pay extra to market the expensive product for the producer. Notice the way the expensive brands are in full view of people looking at you in their branded sunglasses. This is just free marketing, folks. So go there and look at the UV protection. It is number one. 
Simply 100% UV protection is the only sunglasses to buy. The bigger the better that covers the bigger area and of course that they're comfortable on your face. End of story. You can be paying 30 to 40% more for designer brands than non-designer brands, but the glasses are just as good as each other. So, healing foods for the eye. I want to bring this in because this is important. As we talk about the eyes, we consider some healing foods to support those delicate and very much overworked eyes. I have a formula in a delicious juice that's exceptional for eye health. Some of it is just what we recently uh, said, but this particular one, half a punnet of blueberries, support um, for the eyes is fantastic. They're the antioxidants. Carrot, one medium size. Beta carotene converts to vitamin A through the liver. Great for the eyes. Leafy greens, spinach or kale, two leaves, rich in beta carotene, supports the eyes. Juice all of this together and have one per day, adding 200 mils of water to the juice and a little bit, and that's sort of adding more hydration as well. The nutritional content of that juice is such a powerhouse of support for overall health and well-being with a clear focus on the eyes, but all general, general well-being for overall health. So as we've mentioned dehydration previously in our podcast here, it is important to consider a few other products to drink that can make up your fluid intake. Rulebos tea, R-O-O-I-B-O-S, Rulebos tea, green tea, Earl Grey and herbal teas are fantastic. They're lovely, they're healthy. Now, that is an interesting blend, isn't it? If you put those together, you could have Boss green tea, Earl Grey, and a, maybe a herbal tea like a lemon tea. Put them all together. Be creative. Think about, what could I do to make this taste a bit different? So, by linking the information in this, uh, in this podcast and putting it all together with the hits and tips, you really have lots of weapons in your arsenal to help the large basic, the largest organ in the body being the skin as well as support to the eye and the functionality of the skin to be kept to its optimum. So hope, I, I really, sorry, I do hope folks that you've basically enjoyed this particular interpretation of what we are doing here with the skin and incorporating the eyes. Hopefully as we come into summer and uh, people from overseas will be going from our summer, you'll be going into your winter, but you'll eventually get your summer in another 12 months. Keep this podcast and then play it again to be able to just refresh your mindset. Podcasts are fantastic because you can go over them when you think, oh, I forgot about what that one said. And that's why I've kept these podcasts to about 30 minutes, between 23 and 30 minutes. So they're not too long taken out of your 86,400 seconds each and every day. We just do this for once a week. So it's timely. You can hear the information. You can get the information readily and then just run through it for uh, as you need it. So folks, please go and visit www.sandyrogers, 
www.vegetablesfarm.com.au go to the store and have a look at the books that we've got fruit and vegetables as medicine energy unlimited household remedies and uh, they are basically uh, the books that i draw a lot of information from but there's also additions that i put in the podcast if you know anyone who'd like to be an agent to sell of those sell those books and to be able to make a very good profit on them please um, let me know put them in contact with me and we certainly can work on a good profit margin they buy 50 in combination or more there's a 45 percent discount now that's pretty impressive so at the end of the day all these are about as well as the books helping folks in our community to achieve well-being recovery so until next time folks this is episode 16 signing off please find happiness in every moment and thank you so much for listening and keep those emails coming to let me know exactly a podcast that you would like to sandy s-a-n-d-i at sandyrogers.com.au take care now The Natural Way with Sandy. Dr. Sandy Rogers bringing you Folk Medicine Revival. The Natural Way. The past guides us to well-being.